Cool. Um, all right, guys. So welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatics. This is Grandy with Ma Pop Fishing. We have here Kit with the fishing kit. Uh, and today we have a special guest because this is the first time and I'm super excited because I'm a huge fan of his. Uh, I listen to KXNO religiously every Thursday morning. You guys get an opportunity. You definitely hear his voice. Uh, you'll remember him. You'll, you'll be like, yes, that's that guy, Mr. Uh, Beer with Bruno on Thursday. So uh, thank you so much. We got Bruno here from the Albate shop and everything to join us. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Awesome. So doing just great. And the cool thing about today is he knows a hell of a lot more about craft beer than fishing kid and myself. Um, I'm a, when it comes to beer, I mean, I, I, I tried brewing a couple years ago. I'm very novice at best. So uh, we, we have you on here, sir. So that to help any of the uh, idiotic, because uh, this is like our 20 something episode. So if we said anything wrong about specific craft beer and the type of stuff. He's going to correct us and we're going to get a uh, fact check today. You ready, Kit? Yeah, he probably knows like I'm the equivalent of, with fishing and he's like the beer guy. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. That, I don't know. I don't know anything about fishing. I've fished a little bit, <laughs> but I, I know a lot about beer. And yeah, I, I, I do find a lot of people uh, get close to what the truth is about beer and facts, but uh, they get it wrong sometimes. But all right. So we're going to get beer. We're going to get fact checked like a mofo today. Kid. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I like drinking beer. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a that's the that's a something good if you like to fish you better like to drink beer right agreed <laughs> agreed so today what i did i was going to surprise you uh bruto i actually went to the lucky horse beer and cocktails i thought i wasn't sure i thought they were going to actually have those cans uh so i actually i actually bought my wife a drink there and mixed a cocktail there because uh, they put it in the pouches that's really cool yeah um, we did we had to switch to the pouches uh the state for some reason uh you can't put a cocktail in a can Go, I that's, don't, I don't quite understand that. So, uh, but, uh, I'm not going to complain. We can sell it in a pouch. We can sell liquor to go, which is kind of cool. But, yeah, uh, I agree with you. That's cool. So I actually, I'm not a huge cocktail guy, but I'm a beer guy. So I go, you know what? I had the, the bartender. I go, you ever put beer in a pouch? He goes, Nope. Well, he did it today. So just to give you a heads yeah. up, he put a, a beer in a pouch and I actually tried the, I haven't tried this beer. It's a uh, uh, Carol's brewery. Carol uh, red, oh, Carol red. Yeah, Carol I can tell by the I can oh, tell by the pouch. Yeah, he knows right away <laughs> instantly. So this is awesome. So he told me, okay, he goes, you're gonna have to cut it open, and you probably most likely you're not gonna drink it with a straw. So I'm gonna yeah. uh, I'm gonna pour this into a cup. So I'm gonna cut it open, and uh, this is kind of a, a new can opener or tapper. This is awesome. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you're tapping that beer. Nice. <laughs> what are you drinking, Kit? Uh, I got one out from uh, Denver Beer Company out in Colorado. It's the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It is a graham cracker porter with cinnamon and brown sugar. Nice. Wow, that's a that's a mouthful. <laughs> hey, you you went with the crawler, huh? That's a third. Yeah, you you ambitious there, huh? Well, I I poured my roommate a glass, so he's oh. helping me a little bit. <laughs> that sounds good. What are you drinking today, Bruno? I am drinking Brewdog Punk AF, and I think that's a uh, double entendre, but it means alcohol free. Well, you know what I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, well, you're right. Yeah, well, we'll, uh, we'll beep it out anyway because you know I, I was thinking as. Oh yeah, the yeah. the guys the guys at the brewery, uh, the owners. I guarantee you, want you to think both of those things, or at least one <laughs> of them. They want they want to say, oh no, it just means alcohol free. But uh, huh. uh, what a great brewery! I've been to the brewery in Aberdeen, uh, uh, Scotland. The regular punk IPA is great, but uh, the the alcohol free. I've been dabbling in it recently, and it's kind of really cool. So nice. That's awesome. It's you know, got what? great I, flavor. It's, it's unbelievable for what you get, what, what it is. Yeah. Alcohol, that, that's the, the one thing I was like, okay, how's the taste? Cause it's alcohol free. Every time I drink an alcohol free beer has never been great. I guess. No, this tastes like, it tastes, tastes like an IPA, huh. but huh. without, I mean, it is a little thin. That's what we would say. Gotcha. It doesn't have a lot of body to it. Cause it doesn't have a lot of calories. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have a lot of alcohol. Oh, I might need that, man. I'm getting a little, uh, chunky on the chunky side as you can say so all right cheers everyone oh cheers cheers oh this is good all right so if anybody listening and watching uh definitely when you're in central iowa make sure number one you gotta go check out uh lucky horse beer this is awesome i'm gonna actually take my wife there on, on thursday we're gonna have a happy hour date I guess get away yeah. from the kids for a little bit. So we got, we got to go check that out, but also to check out Albate shop, uh, Bruno, uh, you know, help runs the, the Albate shop and it's pretty world 
Renown, uh, the bait shop. I love it because of all the uh, the beers on tap. I mean, you guys have, was it over 200 some beers on tap, right? 262 ta- uh, tap handles, yes. Nice. Right now, as we speak, we don't have all those on because of uh, COVID. Yeah. We're, we're, uh, we've leaned it down a little bit, but uh, no, yeah, we have a uh, 262 at our max capacity. And when we're really chugging away, we go about 50 new beers a week. So dang, hmm. that's a lot yeah, of beer. We, we uh, go through a lot of beer at the bait shop. Cool. That's a good thing. I mean, that just means that you got a lot of patrons there that come back and just, it's uh. but you guys, it, it, like I said, people listening, you guys come to central Iowa, come to Des Moines, Iowa. You guys got to check out a bait shop. It's really cool. Uh, it's right next to the high, uh, the high lounge. Uh, you got to check out some of the, their food is amazing. Cause uh, is it the roasted chicken? Everybody's got to try that. All right. I'm going to recommend that to everybody. Get that opportunity. It's bad ass. You guys got to eat that. It's amazing. But the beer uh, it's, it's, it's second to none. So um, let's start there. I mean, how, if you don't mind, Bruno, how did you, I mean, how the hell did you get into the craft beer business? What, what was it that drew you into it? I mean, can you, quickly start it might be a long story i don't know i, I don't mind well, I, I suppose it's a somewhat of a little bit of a uh, a longer story but i will say that um when i was in college back in the early 90s i had an opportunity to go to live in wales in great britain i guess to go way back the first time i ever drank a beer i pinched my nose and drank a yellow belly i drank a course <laughs> and uh didn't wasn't that wasn't my favorite thing to do. Um, but then when I was in college in Wales, I tried some of the British beers and uh, fell in love with Newcastle, fell in love with uh, Guinness. Mm. Uh, I love drinking all the British ales and, and it kind of, you know, that was kind of cool. But when I came back to, you know, after school, still drinking, you know, all the PBRs and the hams and all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> but then I uh, uh, started working at Buzzard Billy's and you started to see beers show up. Uh, there's a brewery called Pony Express out of Kansas City, but even a bigger brewery uh, called Boulevard started mm-hmm. showing up. Uh, and Flying Dog uh, that was in Colorado at the time. Now it's in uh, Maryland. Just had all these crazy beers. They had, I, I can't remember the name, something bitch beer from Flying Dog. All their things are dog related. Uh-huh. And the the beer came with condoms. Oh, so I'm like, I'm like, what? this is the most goofball thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, this is, this is kind of a joke, whatever, you know, as, as I started trying these beers and see, seeing them, I thought Newcastle Brown, there's nothing ever going to be better than it. Well, then I started trying these craft beers. And this is back in uh, like the late 90s here in Iowa. And I got more and more impressed. I ended up uh, becoming an owner at the Royal Mile. And we went overseas, went to Britain and and, uh, uh, went to London, went to Scotland and drank beer and and had a great time and saw, oh man, these beers are great. We got to do this. And back then, uh, imports were pretty, pretty big deal. And so we opened up the Royal Mile and I think we opened up with 14 handles and all these different British beers and got really kind of dialed into that. And that went so well, we opened up a German bar uh, called the Hessen house. Uh, oh, the and, boot. Uh, That's boot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and that went well. So then we're like, okay, let's open up the highlights. So we went back old school and started doing uh, all the old time beers. And then uh, we opened up the Belgian beer bar above the Royal mile called the red monk. And so we're getting all these uh, imports and all these really cool, like the, the, the granddaddies of all the beers, all the breweries that all these craft brewers in America started trying out and saying, I got to make this. And so they started replicating these beers. And a lot of early American craft beer was, was after those breweries made after some of those. So then he started to see craft beer and I'm like, okay, there's something we should do. And one of my business partners said, you know, I'm going to do, I said, I'm going to do like, let's do 50. And he goes, you should do more than that. I go 75. He goes, well, how many can you fit on the wall? And I said, I think we can fit 105. And he goes, you should do 105. <laughs> so, so we did 105. And back then it was right on the edge of it not being something you could do in Iowa. They're just, we didn't get all the beers in. So, yeah. So I, I, uh, I said, well, we'll do whatever we can. We had 26, 52 beers and three of, of three breweries. And then the rest were multiple different breweries. We did uh, Point Brewing, which isn't a big deal anymore in Iowa. You might have remember seeing the uh, the beer that High High V sold as as their own uh, that Baraboo. Yes, think is what the it was bar- called. Yeah, yeah, yes. That yeah. was made at Stevens Point out of out of Wisconsin. But then also we we had uh, shells out of uh, New Alm, which is a brewery from 1860, uh, family owned, one of the second oldest family owned. Uh, uh, breweries in America behind Yingling, which is soon to come to the state of Iowa. Oh, yeah. um, mm. um, we had those, but then 26 of those beers were from Rogue. And we had more Rogue beers on draft than Rogue had at their alehouses out in the West Coast. 
we got their attention pretty quick. I got to meet the owner. I really started getting into this whole vibe. Uh, right before we opened up, I, I took a meeting with Fritz Maytag, mm-hmm. uh, the legend of craft, you know, the grandfather of craft brewery. You may have heard of Maytag Dairy, uh, you know, the blue cheese and, and the, the appliance, they used to make appliances. This company, this guy decided he'd make his own, or buy his own brewery and uh, Anchor Brewing is what he bought. So I got to meet all these people, got to do all these great things, started to see all this beer, started getting way into it, and then started pushing hard because, you know, Iowa just never gets the respect it should. And there's there's a lot of great things about it. Uh, did a lot of things with the home brewers. Uh, we had a Jimmy Carter happy hour. Uh, some of the some of the uh, early home brewers there, people in that club uh, that we supported. Uh, one, Brian Sabus, who opened Twisted Vine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but an even bigger name, uh, John Martin, who opened Confluence. Uh, I drank his beer as a home brewer up front. And uh, so we started getting into that. And then, you know, well, we should, bottles really aren't selling. Let's get rid of those. So we got rid of our bottles and we added more handles. And then we added some more handles. And the next thing you know, we we're adding handles on the side of a cooler. And, and now, we're at, now we're at 262 beers. And, and like I say, at the height of when we're really cranking through beer, we'll go through 50, 75 new beers a week. Um, I've tried, I've tried thousands of beers in my life. I've gone to hundreds, hundreds of breweries and got way into it. And next thing you know, I'm just kind of the guy that people ask questions about and, and what you do. And I've been on the radio with beers with Bruno, like you mentioned early on for, I don't even know long, uh, seven years, maybe. And it just was sort of on a, on a, it wasn't on a joke. It was like an invite. Hey, you should talk about your place sometime. So I talked (laughs) about it and he's like, you should go on the radio with us and we could talk about, we could talk about beer, you know, and see how that goes. So we did it. And then they're like, Hey, we should do this every week. And the next thing you know, I've got two shows a day on Thursdays and I, now I have whiskey Wednesdays. Yep. Uh, so I have a, I'm, I'm on KXNO, uh, 1460 KXNO on the AM dial on 1036 or 106.3 on the yep. FM and talking about beer and, but mostly this bullshit and talking about anything yeah. <laughs> anything that comes to my mind that's awesome i mean i bet you you probably didn't even think you're ever going to be on the radio talking about beer and that was going to actually no, be a thing <laughs> yeah i've gone from pinching my nose uh drinking a beer to talking on a podcast with you and on the radio and <laughs> go figure and, and i've got a whiskey i got a whiskey podcast uh coming up our, oh, myself nice so, uh called uh iowa drinks it's going to actually also be about beer too but uh it's with chris williams and i so Oh, I never, I never thought I'd be doing any of this kind of stuff, but I really love it. And I really like, uh, like you say, educate people. And I don't know if I'm not, I'm not the kind of, I'm not the kind of guy that would just say something if I didn't know it. And I'm also not the guy, I'm not the guy that let you say something if it wasn't true. I kind of, I will correct you uh, mm. <laughs> because I think it's important <laughs> that people know like the real story and how yep. it really goes. You know? Agreed. Agreed. So. And then for, <clears throat> I also want to mention if you, if you go see the Albay shop, those 200 and some, Plus handles, you guys gotta go see. It. It's a marvel when you see all of them all lined up. It's it's pretty. Amazing. I would say it's probably like the second uh, most photographed uh, picture in Iowa behind the state capitol. But then actually, we opened up the Iowa Tap Room, which on a side note, we have a hundred ninety nine beers on draft from all Iowa breweries that we did on later on. But the funny fact is, is that we have 130 Iowa beers on draft at the bait shop. We have more than the Iowa tap room does. We don't really talk about it. And, uh, and, uh, you know, you said you're at Lucky Horse Beer and Burgers. Um, I think you may know I own that, but, uh, but I, I know that you don't know, or you may not know that I, I also own the brewery that made the beer you're drinking. No. Yeah. I own a Carol, Carol Brewing. Hey, I had no idea. All right. wow. <laughs> I'm drinking a beer that so, this gentleman right here is. Oh, I love it. I love it. And if you like that red, the red's in the tanks right now. We're a little, we ran out of it. So we got new beer coming in three weeks. But uh, uh, I think, yeah, I, that's the thing about beer. I would like to say, you know, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch beer you're drinking is great and all that. And that's where a lot of breweries are gone. But uh, our brewery is, is sticking towards maybe the old school. You know, you're drinking a 5% uh, red ale, you know, something yeah. very, very old school. Um, not a lot of gimmicks to it. Uh, although we, we have a s'mores beer and a blueberry lager coming out. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, I, we're not, we're still willing to play. You know? Right. I usually try to stay away from these, like these newer beers that get super complicated. Like I'm really into the, just the regular old IPA. I mean, I used to hate IPAs, but now ever since I, it's, I guess got that craft beer taste in my mouth, I, uh, 
I just stuck with IPAs pretty much. And it's amazing how people go from hating IPAs to they can't drink anything but it. Yeah. So what do you think is uh, like, what do you think is like, I guess the appeal of drinking a, like a craft brew compared to a Bud Light or a Bush Light or whatever? Well, um, I think the appeal is, is that I don't know. There's just no, uh, there's no thought given to drinking one after another of a mass marketed beer. Mm. Um, I drank plenty of my, on my own time, but, uh, now that there's so many different beers available, I don't, I don't, I just can't see myself ever purchasing in quantity, uh, uh, Coors Light, Bud Light, Miller Light, or any of that stuff. Right. Um, it's just all that tastes the same to me. I, my favorite, you know, people ask me, what's your favorite beer? I always say the one in my hand or the one I haven't tried yet, because that's <laughs> kind of what craft beer is about. And, and basically Bud Light is the opposite of that, mm. you know? Uh, it's the opposite of curiosity. It's, you know, I, it's the, I only want to try this. I only want to drink this one thing, but I would say, you know, I've caved in a, uh, the side of a can of old Milwaukee fishing before, because it tastes really great ice cold out of the cooler. So, (laughs) I mean, they have their purpose and I have nothing wrong. I would say nothing wrong with it, but if you're really into beer, there's so much more out there and it's just sort of a wasted, every can of that you drink is a wasted opportunity to drink. Yeah, say a carol light we have you know light beer from iowa they do you know, I, saw, I saw that i was like really i was, like, that was yeah. pretty badass I was like I, I, I was gonna try that out but i'll try it's that a time. it's a very much like uh a bush light but it's made in iowa and i'll tell you the other difference is that if you're drinking carol light or you're drinking beer from colorado uh from ollie small breweries you're supporting you're supporting people that work in that that uh community you're supporting uh people that work at that bar or that brewery and all that money goes into the pockets of, uh, more than likely people that live in the, in the town or the state that you're in. Mm. When you buy a Budweiser, the profits go to Belgium yep. and, uh, that's a Belgium and Brazilian run company. Uh, and, and Coors and Miller are a Canadian company now. Are they? And, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and, uh, outside of America, Coors, Miller Coors is owned by Budweiser. Embev, huh? In, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, oh, uh, AB InBev. So yeah. it's just, and that's just the way that, and you'll see a lot of that with uh, craft brewing going forward. You'll see a lot of breweries getting bought up too, but that's just kind of how that is. You also get a, the third last thing I'd say is that you get a, you could have a real opportunity to meet the people that made it. You don't really have an opportunity to meet Mr. Bush because Mr. Bush doesn't own the company anymore. August Bush the fourth sold out in 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frederick Miller, uh, there wasn't another Miller that owned the company after that. And, and on down the line, Paps and Blatts and all that stuff, they're all, they're all history. They're just a company now uh, that's owned by stockholders and shareholders. But uh, you can go meet John Martin anytime you want. You can drive down to yep. Confluence. And uh, if it's during the day, during the week, you have a 90% chance of talking to that man. And, and he's a really great guy and he's got a really great story. So that's, yeah. that's what I like too. I, no, I, I definitely agree. And that's why um, I started my pop fishing. And, and what that is, was it was a distribution for, you know, family owned small custom fishing products. And that's what I do. I distribute their, you know, products online. And it's just a mom and pop stores and fishing kit here. Um, and myself, we're all about, you know, the, the, the small businesses, um, and supporting local. And that's a big, I, I wouldn't even say initiative. It's just something that we, we, I mean, I, I truly believe it's going to go back to that, that we're going to all support small businesses and help them grow, especially after this pandemic. Um, once it, you know, tailors down or whatnot, I, I really do think that it's going to go back to that, hopefully. But like you said, I mean, when you buy local, the money stays there. It doesn't, you know, at least 60, I think they calculate like 60% of the money stays within that, you know, 60, 70% stays, um, within your community. So that, that's definitely something big and, um, we definitely appreciate it, So. No. And I think that's the way to, I think that's the way to go. Um, and there is a lot to that. I think I, I do know that, especially with craft, uh, local, local is going to be King after all this. Uh, it already is doing pretty well right now. Nice. Uh, do you happen to, do you happen to know, uh, is it Kevin from, from Rod and Rivet? Kevin. Uh... Here in Des Moines. He has a place called Rod and Rivet. It's a trout fishing place. I think, uh, I think Ross brought him up. Yeah. Ross, Ross did bring him up. Um, I don't think Uh, Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, He's a really cool guy. Uh, I was in a breakfast club with him, but yeah, he is way into, he worked in, uh, he worked in a fashion for a while, uh, Uh but he really got into trout fishing. So now he's like the kind of the one he's right off. He's right on Franklin, I think. 
I think he was was Ross talking about fly fishing, right, Kit? I think it was it was a fly fishing. Yeah, that's because because okay. First of all, uh, I, I was telling Ross, I, I'm not that good of a fisherman, so I don't need to make it that much harder because it's it's like another level to to, to to fly fish. I'm like, all right, I can barely catch fish as is right now, guys. So <laughs> let's let's not increase the uh, difficulty level, but. Uh, that is something I, I definitely wanted to, to, to look into, but yeah, we're, we're definitely, uh, we're talking to Ross. Yeah. I just know, I mean, it's when you're talking about local and locally owned and small deal, it's he and his wife, I think, and that's it. Awesome. And, and he's awesome. got a passion for the, for that sport, uh, which I do know is a, is a little bit beyond, uh, uh, you know, your, your Shakespeare rod and, and real, uh, <laughs> you know, real simple stuff. That's what I have out in the garage. Uh, and yeah. I, I, I fish never. I have golf. I have golf clubs, and they they only get used less than my fishing rod. Oh boy! Yeah. Well, you say, you sound like me though, because I have golf club. I mean, I used to golf. I was huge into golfing, but yep. once the four daughters came to play, I was like, I barely get one round a year at best, and it's okay. And um, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna lie. You know, my wife doesn't watch this and doesn't listen to this. I kind of started this whole fishing business and the whole fishing thing. Um, so somewhat, I can kind of say, hey, I gotta go work, kind of, honey. Yep. <laughs> so I, I, I gotta go recon or, or, or network a little bit fishing you know and beer like yeah you know can you imagine yeah can you imagine what my uh my excuses are i gotta go buy whiskey i gotta go you know i gotta go to work like tomorrow i'm going to work and i'm gonna be trying a barrel pick uh, from a cody road distilling we're gonna pick a barrel uh with uh chris williams uh chris williams and i are gonna help pick a barrel and that's what I'm going to do for work tomorrow. So, you know, it's rough, it's rough. <laughs> rough, rough, rough life sometimes once in a while. Yeah. But um, actually, I, um, there was one question I, I wanted to ask you to, to clear up because I think there was a I remember Kit, I think it was back when we had uh, float fish. Uh, we had Denny float, mm-hmm. a float fish adventure as, as a guest. And we, we had we were drinking a can that had OG. So uh. so so this was the thing. So OG, we were like. I, and I do remember because I, I used to brew. So I I, I think it's something like uh, I wasn't sure because these guys were like, is it original gangster? No, yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think it was like original gravity, I believe I go. And I think it helps predict the alcohol content at the end. I think it was like a science behind it. I, I remember cause I used to do that beaker water thing. Uh, yeah. whatever hydrometer I, or whatever yes I, gosh i could that was the word i couldn't figure out kit it was hydrometer yes and i was using that and it helps you find out the the original gra- the og and then it supposedly helps you predict the well actually gives you the alcohol content at the end is that is that right i think, it's, I think it's original and then terminal so where okay. it's it's the it's basically measures the amount of sugar in the in the in the uh beer and then as that sugar turns to alcohol it changes the level of that, the measurement and the difference between those two is, is your alcohol content. Now, as far as that goes, I don't know. Uh, there's play. They talk about Plato is uh, like Plato, the, like the philosopher, uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> not, not Plato, but Plato, and uh, gotcha. I know. And then I they like talk Plato. about, and then they talk about ABV and ABW, uh, yeah. uh, and then they talk about original gravity and all that. And there's all different ways, and it's about being taxed, and sometimes it's about oh. just how they measure it. Sometimes it's really sciency, and then other times it's just for the common person. And I stick with ABV. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's all, that's all more. It, it just is a, it's a window into how much science goes into brewing. Uh, mm. a lot does. And the more science people put into it, the better the product. And, and if you want to say one really good thing about the major breweries is that they are so technically sound that they can dial in a beer and make it exactly the same every single time. Mm. And the only way they can do that is through a hell of a lot of science and, mm. And, uh, it's, it's pretty much, it's phenomenal how much they can crank out, uh, and how they do it and how consistent they make it come out. So, yeah. Cause I, I, I've been to the, the Coors Light Brewery, uh, cause I have a, a lot of family out there in Denver. I have uh, all my in-laws are mm-hmm. out there and they send, uh, like fishing kit right there, the beer you're drinking today. Did you get that from my in-law? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So, so they, <laughs> they all, we always swap beers and that's a cool thing. And, uh, Denver, obviously I, I'm sure, you know, they, yeah. they have the, all they're huge in regards to the breweries and everything. I, I go there, I, I, I hit as a new brewery every time I go and visit them. But um, the Coors Light Brewery, you're right. Just to see the amount that they push out, it's unbelievable. You just see them just 
can after can after can. But it's an, it's 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 insane. Well, and it's crazy is that, and I think until recently they made all their beer out of there. Every Coors Coors Light and all that came out of there. Yeah, and it's just west of uh, Denver, up in the foothills, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Or whatever you call it, whatever you call it before the really gets into the Rockies. But yeah, it's right there. And it doesn't have the one thing that, you know, they talk the mountain stream, the cold, the, the water, the river, the river right next to that is the grossest thing you ever look. It's, it looks, <laughs> it's, it's all dirt and it's not nice. It doesn't look anything like uh, on the co- on the, on the label or whatever. Right? But, exactly. Yeah. He's, no, bro. It's all marketing. It, oh my gosh. You, I was going to say that, but you're spot on. I like Where's the, uh, yeah, yeah. Where, where's that beautiful picture of the waters coming down the mountains? <laughs> that's probably the downside or that's the, that's the other thing about those big breweries is they're more of a marketing company that happens to sell beer than a beer company. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think that the AB InBev would be happy making money and whatever, however they made the money, they'd be happy, which brings you to why fermented malt beverages or FMBs are so popular now. The, mm-hmm. the white claws, Oh, stuff, you know, okay. I predict White Claw will be like 10% <laughs> of the market by uh, in the next decade or five, six years. So, yeah, my uh, in-laws, kids on my text message with them. I, I, I mean, I'm just like, I can't do it. <laughs> the seltzer stuff. I just can't do it. It's just, yeah, it ain't for me. It's not for oh, me. I just can't I, do it. I tell you, you know, first I've ever had it and I got like, these guys are really upset, but I was talking to the guy from Sam Adams about Truly. And he was like the regional manager and, and I had already described this before, but he asked me what I thought. And I said, I said, they taste like you iced down, uh, you took a drink that was from the night before 12 hours ago where the alcohol, you know, it was a mixed cocktail and then it all went flat and it all went, you know, the ice melted and then he put, I, and then he cooled it down and that's what you're drinking. It tastes like a watered down drink. And it, I don't know. I just have an issue. I mean, it's sort of the thing with uh, the multiple same beers and everything. It's, it's, and I also have a problem with vodka and I, and I don't want to say it's a, a problem. I just, <laughs> there, you have to really ask yourself why, hmm. why, why are you drinking this? Why are you drinking your 10th Bud Light? Now, usually by the time you're drinking 10, 10th Bud Light, you're not asking yourself that question. You don't have the capacity. True. <laughs> why are you drinking of, of something that doesn't taste like anything? Vodka. Why are you drinking these flavored, you know, one after another and without ever enjoying, really enjoying them? You're just getting drunk. I'm like, hey, you know what? Why don't you smoke weed and drink water? Tomorrow's <laughs> going to be so much better day for you. you know? <laughs> that's just, a good one. Oh, you know, that's I'm, not, so good. I'm, not, I'm not saying that they have problems. I'm not like calling them out and saying you have a problem. I'm just saying, you know, if you took one step back and were aware of what you're doing, man, you could be, I mean, I would rather have Carol Red, a NA beer like I'm drinking and the Cinnamon Toast Crunch than, than a six pack of mango White Claw or a vodka tonic, you know, it's like, I can't wait till my, I can't wait till my in-laws hear this. Yes. I'm going to be like, cause I, cause they, they, they crumb on me. I'm like, dude, just quit wearing your skirts, man. I, I'm not going to lie guys. Just put on some pants, oh. drink a beer. It, it's okay. It's okay. Drink a real beer. You know, it's all right. Well, but- you know, it's funny as you want to, you want to, you know, you say you have kids, you know, so you know all about that. Watch, uh, watch a two-year-old and tell them how they need to have something or drink, you know, they have to eat something and then watch a 42 year old and tell them you're going to have to have something besides Bud Light. And I will tell you that both those people act exactly the same. They act like <laughs> two-year-olds. They can't, they can't possibly do anything outside of what you just said. I can't, I want to, I have to have Bud Light. I just have to have it. It's, it's like, and they get all like, like you're the biggest a-hole in the world for like, just going, Hey, you know, try something different, you know, eat a, you know, eat this Brussels sprout, you know, try something different, you know, (laughs) it's like the biggest, and you know, and and then people who drink straight out of the bottle, you know, that bugs me too. And I always go, I always go, I haven't drank from a bottle since I was a baby. So does that make a difference? I mean, it makes, it makes a lot of difference. I'm drinking out of a can straight out of the can, Uh but um, if you have, I don't have a glass around me. If you have a glass and it, it gives you the ability to, to smell the beer mm-hmm. you know? and, and 70, 80% of uh, taste is smell. And when you're drinking it straight out of the bottle, I mean, that's by design to a point, you don't really want to smell that Coors Light or Bud Light. Cause there isn't really much <laughs> anyway. And you certainly don't want to let it warm up so you can smell it. Cause I don't know if you all have ever had warm, warm, uh, Mac mass produced beer, but it's not good when it's warm. So- 
Agreed. So, yeah, we've I mean, all drank it in college. We've but, all you know, been there. Yeah, I'm not going to wait for it to get cold. I'm drinking it right now. I mean, I've done that, but I'm I'm not. It's not. It's meant to be. I mean, Coors Light. There's a reason they sell it at 29 degrees and try to sell it to you like almost below freezing, right? Yeah. It's because the less you know, the cold filtered and that whole nonsense is all just to uh, get you to drink it before you can taste it. Uh, it's just so cold that it's just cold, and that's you're just drinking cold. Yeah, because it <laughs> tastes like ass when it gets warm. Oh, <laughs> it is. It, you're right. No, you you I you don't think about it, but no, that is spot on because. Why are we drinking always? It has to be super, super cold. Oh, it's so good when it's super, super cold. But you don't taste. You're right. Yeah, it's just well, that's a, that's the whole thing. Yeah, you yeah. don't taste anything when stuff is really cold, right? Oh wow! Ch- cheers to that. Yeah, cheers to that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. These uh, these NAs are going down like water. Well, they're not alcoholic, so that's a good thing. But is are the calories? still pretty high in those things no that's the thing uh okay. the calories on the there's, they have one called nanny state that has 21 it's 21 calories per can no and it still 21. tastes pretty good huh it tastes so that one has a little color to it i will tell okay. you it's not gonna be like a juicy you know seven percent it's not gonna mm-hmm. taste like des moines ipa okay okay uh but but it but it doesn't taste it doesn't taste terrible it tastes good mm. i mean I, I would say maybe it's like the it's like the white claw of beer <laughs> you know, I mean, it's sort of watered down, you know, but it doesn't, you know, and you can thank uh, White Claw, you can thank Michelob Ultra for that. Michelob Ultra kind of rung in all this and got everyone kind of excited. And I would tell you, like, drinking a Michelob Ultra is like drinking soda water. Thank you. You cannot taste anything. It's horrible. But, with, but this, I mean, there's like, I think Nanny State has like seven hops. They have a bunch of different hops and it's good. They also have a stout uh, that tastes, uh, it's kind of on the coffee side of things. I don't know, think it has coffee in it, but it has that flavor. And then they have a hazy IPA. So they have four different alcohol-free beers, which is 0.5%, but you could drink, God, I can't remember. I figured it out. You could drink one Des Moines IPA or drink like eight of these punk IPAs. And I'm not really so much worried about the calories. It's just like if when you turn, I turned 50 this year, when you start drinking beer and you don't care about the calories, if you, you're 50 and you drink, you need to drink three or four crawlers, of cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> it's a great way to be, get pretty big really quick, you know? So, I mean, I know that for a fact, cause I've lost a hundred pounds uh, over the last year. Nice. Oh, nice. 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 Beer, you know, it's drinking a little bit more whiskey. Um, <laughs> I drink, I always say like, and I could say it right now. I'm pretty sure I, anyone I'm talking to, I've pretty much guarantee you I've drank more beer than you ever will in your life wow. already. I mean, I drink, I drink a lot of beer and I know a lot about it because I drank it, not just because I read about it. So cool. Mm. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Not a lot of people can say that. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of people should have to say that. That's a, <laughs> right. not like, I don't think you should get an award for drinking the most beer, you know? Mm, mm nothing wrong with that is our hey i like we we love the beer it's 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 one of those uh um items you know that you can have in any situation i feel you can have a beer and almost any whether it's a business meeting a casual meeting a birthday party a sitting at home you're just watching tv sporting event it's one of those things that i feel like a beer can just i mean i'm not talking about 20 I'm just talking about a beer. Oh, yeah, no, and I mean, I think I think beer is well. The beer is a social, is yes. a social beverage. When we had the Oktoberfest, we didn't have it this year because of COVID. But we had we've had that for 12 years, and we've only had I think we only had the police come in like once or twice the whole time. It's just not the kind of thing where people are drinking. You know, you see the Oktoberfest and they're drinking these huge liter mugs and they're just slamming beer, and all that all that people do is just get happier and happier. Yeah. Like. You go to a you go to a place that's serving pretty cheap cocktails, uh, mm-hmm. and everyone's drinking vodka and whiskey all night. Oh, you're gonna see fistfights and and angry people and and all sorts of different things. It's just a fu- fundamentally different uh, beverage, and and I've never wa- I've never seen anyone who drank a bunch of beer and then became really crazy. You know, it's it's a uh, I think beer's beer's a great thing. It's done a lot of great things for me. I, I just. Like I say, I've, I've moved on. Actually, I think more than anything, I've topped off intellectually. I want to know more about something else. I know so much about beer that I'd like to know something about something else. All right, hey, you can get into fishing now. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. There you go. <laughs> oh, speaking of fishing, uh, you went you went on a fishing trip with Ross, right? You want to talk 
talk to that, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so we won a couple of years in a row. We didn't, I can't wait till we go next year, but it's a fishing trip up in Canada. And like I said, before we went on is that I'm a, I'm not a shopper. I'm a buyer and I'm not a fisher. <laughs> I'm not a fisherman. I'm a, I'm a, fi- I'm not a fisher. I'm a catcher. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I've fished before I fished in Northern South Dakota and that was pretty fun. And one of the first times we fished, we caught, caught a ton of fish. Then the next times we fished, we didn't catch much of anything for the whole time. And, and, and that's just really took the fun out of it. Uh, but we'd always, we'd always be going around trying to find a spot, you know, where can we find the fit, you know, where they're going to start biting, you know, and then you, they mm-hmm. bite and then they kind of go off in Canada. When we fished, you'd fish and then you just get bored of catching and catching. So you just want to go and see if you can catch it in another place. Unlike, you know, <laughs> you know, and that's just great. You're just catching walleye after walleye. And then every now and again, you catch a Northern. I mean, I caught a, I know Northerns can get really big, uh, but I, I caught a pretty, I think it was like a 35 pounder or something. It was, it was a, it was a monster. Wow. It was jumping out, you know, jumping out. I got video of it jumping out of the water uh, all the way from a tail completely out of the water. And, and uh, that was just a great time. And, and my dad, I took, my dad went along and he caught, I think he was getting a little annoyed how many fish I was catching, but he was catching two, but <laughs> he, uh, I caught that and then he caught one. And so like, like he got to catch a, a Northern and, you know, we just don't fish a lot. So catching a Northern is pretty fun. And, and, uh, that was really, that was a big highlight. And then we do, you know, the shore lunch and just, what is it? Uh, the Lake of the Woods is 65,000 yes. miles of shoreline. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. insane, right? It's, like uh, People it's, that live their whole big, life will yeah. never see the whole thing. It, it was just, it's astounding. The, the beauty of the place and just the, what it, the way the place looks and it has this untouched feel uh, mm-hmm. that you don't get to see, you know, even pull it off and, and you catch quick a few in the morning and you go have a shore lunch and yeah. eating fish. I was swimming hours before and that kind of stuff. It was, that trip is amazing. Uh, if anyone ever thought to want to go, we go to the, a black island uh yep. through through uh i can't remember the name of it uh is it ballard's Ball- resort ballard's Ballard Ballard, resort yeah. you go yeah. through ballard's and uh we i mean the first night we were there and i think it was just every night i figured it out that they every day they cooked the same thing but we showed up on saturday the first time we were there mm-hmm. first night was uh shrimp cocktail like the shrimp were like the like u10s or whatever the or 1120s where you know which means that you can get 11 to a pound and shrimp aren't that big so the shrimp yeah. are just huge and mm. and so you get like five of those when we sat down and then we had prime rib and and, oh, wow. and the food the food is amazing and then we go fishing we stay out on this island and then we go fishing twice a day and oh. and it was all i mean the weather was great it was a little cold the first time it rained a little bit but yeah. it doesn't matter if it's raining if you're catching right so exactly right. and we, we we talked to ross about this because we're what we're gonna do is uh Definitely, we told him to let us know next year. We'll, we'll let uh, any of our guests know because I know um, on kicks, I know uh, on sports fanatics, they always you know promote it in regards to if anybody wants to take that trip, you know that you guys are about to do that trip. So uh, we're it's definitely going. Not gonna... even that much. I think it's like no. it's, I don't even think it's. I think it's like <laughs> seventeen hundred maybe all Dude, total for the whole week, right? For the whole weekend. Yeah, now you got to get up there, and that's a that's a quite a haul. You got to go the length of Minnesota to get there, but mm-hmm. um, that's about that's the worst part of it, right? Mm-hmm. uh everything else is you fish for f- about five days it's just a great time they got all the normal amenities you got wi-fi you know what's well, not the greatest wi-fi but they have tv they watch <laughs> you know we watch the hawkeyes and nice <laughs> and we watch you know watch sport watch baseball uh you know and that kind of sh- it was fun it was a great time yeah uh, Wait, i can't I, say enough about it i hope uh well fishing kid could probably do it i i you know, next year or whatnot, I probably can't, not for a while. I got to wait till the kids are a little bit bigger. Cause, um, I still got two that are still in diapers and the other two are still uh, crazy. Yeah. yeah so I've got, got, got an 11 and 12 year old, so I'm good. Yeah. Oh, I, man, <laughs> I, I'm praying for that day a little bit, but not too soon too. Yeah, you know, I, I, before you don't want to ever wish for that. Cause it's already, <laughs> already here for me and yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, enjoy it when, when they're young and you got plenty of time, but uh, yeah, that kind of fishing trip, uh, it's just, it's, it's amazing what, what you get for what you, what you do. And like I say, I don't fish that much, but when I do, I want to enjoy my time. And that was, that's a great getaway. Do you guys get a chance to hit any uh, uh, craft brews up there in Canada? Um, you know, the thing about up there is ta- it's actually like crazy on your beer. So, um, really? and like, well, for two things, Lake of the Woods, they don't have like that area of Canada. They don't really have any kind of any beer whatsoever. Hmm. And if you're going to buy it, it's all like Molson or whatever, you know, and Canadian beers aren't really my favorite. They're kind of a weird thing to me. 
Um, I know some people like Moosehead and all that stuff, but that's not my thing. So we tend to drink whiskey. Uh, I mean, I tend to drink whiskey. I brought beer. We did bring, uh, I brought a bunch of crazy beers uh, the first year we went up, a lot of hard to get stuff. And that was fun. And and that's still part of what we do. But um, you can bring, what is it? Two liters of uh, alcohol per person. Or two cases of beer. And I think we know what's going to last longer as far as, I mean, what you're going to get out of it. So, uh, so that's kind of what we do. Um, and, and if you, I know, I don't know. I also know it's legal in Canada to smoke weed, but I don't know if there's even really anywhere to get it in that area, you know, but <laughs> I think it's one of those things you get it over the border and you're good, but you do, you really want to take your chances. Chances. <laughs> but I mean, I suppose, uh, you know, I'm from the restaurant industry, so it's I'm a little bit more, uh, open with that idea but the, the further we go down the line and you say you go to colorado a lot i don't think uh i don't think uh what we're talking about is too crazy of a thing right five five years ago it might be like are you insane why don't you keep it keep it down on the uh on the cannabis stock but uh <laughs> i don't think we're that far we're getting to be pretty much surrounded by all the states around yeah, us illinois uh, just legalized it last i think yeah, this year last, at the year, last year yeah last year right, and then, yeah. yeah it's just you know it's, it's a matter it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when Agreed. Um, you know, we, well, you know, I always say uh, there's three things that are legal in the state of Iowa that are more harmful to you than than cannabis, and they are smoking cigarettes, gambling, mm-hmm. and alcohol. Agreed. So all three of those will ruin your health and your life a lot faster and harder than uh, cannabis ever will. So I find it a little hard to believe that we're taking this long, uh, but I know that there's there's obviously some issues on the federal level yeah. that there, there's some kind of hang up that I don't quite know about, but I agree. Nope. It's one of those things where it's out of our control, but it's the dump. Like common sense doesn't ring in with, uh, I, guess, the- I guess your doctor, they don't send, uh, they won't send my doctor to the Caribbean, uh, on for cannabis. They will for pharmaceuticals. So maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what that's all about. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask one thing, drinking beer, cold, warm because okay i heard this one time you're supposed to drink beer warm is that true like you can get the best craft beer i'm not talking about a bud light or, sure. or a light. Uh, um the thing on that is you're you usually drink it closer to the temperature it was brewed at or fermented at okay and so uh a lager beer which is your your quarters miller and bud stuff uh is a lager beer um but uh lager beers are are, are fermented cold and hmm. So they're usually, it's usually, usually should drink them around, you know, in a cold, a colder, you know, 40 degrees, 42 degrees or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, ales, ales are meant to, uh, be a little bit warmer. I don't know if you've ever been to say the, a place where, you know, like the bait shop or a place where they're drinking craft beer and they have like a stout, like that cinnamon toast crunch beer you'd be drinking, you're drinking right now. I would, uh, I would probably warm it up in my hand. I would, I would, it will mm-hmm. get better as it gets warmer and, mm-hmm. To drink it warm, hot, I don't know about that, but yeah. uh, I don't think much beer is meant to be drank at room temperature usually. Uh, but uh, drinking it warmer, you know, 50, 55 degrees, is not, there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually, mm. the flavors open up more. Uh, it's like we were talking about before, you know, those beers are made to be super cold so you can't taste them. <laughs> well, you can't taste beer if, you know, like anyone, anyone hands me, it's like, hey, do you want a frosted mug? I'm like, no. <laughs> That's the last thing I want. You know, usually you want a warm glass so it'll warm it up a little bit. Uh, so, so it's not drinking it hot or anything like that, but it's definitely better. Uh, it opens up more when it's warmer. Uh, okay. And so, ale, ales are. So that may, there was some truth behind. Okay. So I, I wasn't sure. Cause you know, when, when I, when I brewed a little bit a couple years ago and then I heard, I read it or whatever, like you should try and drink it. Um, I think like you said, a little bit warmer than room temperature. So, and I've drank beer. I, when I brew, I brewed my own beer home, home brew kit. When I was in Wales, I went to uh, school in Wales, like I said, and, and I brewed my own and I could only keep it as cold as it would get in my windowsill. I was drinking it fairly warm, but it, it was, I mean, it wasn't cold. I mean, fairly, I was like, if you put it out right now, it's about how, how the weather was there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not, it's not ice cold, but that's the thing. Ice cold over in Europe is, uh, is generally not a thing that happens. So. Gotcha. Mm. Cool. Interesting. Cool. You got anything else for Bruno Kit? I don't know. We we usually when we're getting towards the end, we usually like try to ask like, is there any like you know social media or you know things that you got things that you're working on that you want to throw out there for us, Bruno? Um. Well, like I say, uh, look for look for Iowa drinks uh, with uh, Chris Williams and I. 
uh, great drinks, great, good people. Uh, we're going to go out and talk to different people that are in the industry. Uh, uh, we're going to be talking to distillers. We're going to be talking to brewers. We're going to be talking to uh, rural bar owners and, and dive bar owners and, and customers of cocktail bars and customers of rural bars and college bars. And uh, we'll be talking about everything from, from water to whiskey. Nice. Uh, and, and I think that'll be a lot of fun. So look for that. But uh, uh, I would encourage, I know you're taking your wife and you were there today, but uh, to, to send people to Lucky Horse uh, Beer and Burgers. It's uh, what I would call, and I don't know what you think. Uh, it's the, it's the top of the craft for me. It's the best I've ever, it's, I built that place. Uh, uh, I designed it and put it together and it's the last one I'm ever going to do. Uh, so I think it, I think we did a great job with it and, um, the food is phenomenal. Uh, the beers are going to be, we're working on a really getting a, a really good eclectic, uh, great beer lists put together beyond where we're at. We have frozen cocktails there. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I would say is check out Ken's below the Iowa tap room. Ken's, uh, K E N apostrophe S it's named after Ken Asanda lighter. And, um, it is a not so secret speakeasy. And it's got, it's got 10 beers on tap, but it's got a lot of really cool whiskeys. And uh, it's, it's this really great vibe uh, below the Iowa tap room. Awesome. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah. when my brother-in-law comes in town, Kit, we got to take them because they're, they are a bunch of whiskey heads. So. Oh, they're, they'll love that place. It, it's awesome. really cool. It's, it's, it's gaining a lot of popularity. Um, and then upstairs, of course, we have 99 beers on tap. So oh, yeah. you're going to get all the best Iowa beer beer you can find and then down in the basement you'll be able to have some cocktails and or have some more beer uh some great whiskeys and all sorts of things we even have vodka and vodka drinks uh <laughs> they had a the young girls had to talk me into that but uh yeah but <laughs> no but we have everything for everyone um and and i think that's a good one too um and we opened rita's too over the i don't know if you ever checked checked out skull um but skull was Basically, the heart of Skull ended up in Ken's. Uh, the whiskey went down to there, and okay. and uh, Skull turned into Rita's, our our Mexican yep. uh, cantina, and uh, that place has done really well too. And, and as far as social media and all that stuff, that's kind of the. I mean, that's more of a the real world check it out stuff as far as that goes. But uh, um, and I think uh, right now we have a deal going at uh, the Iowa Tap Room at Bait Shop. If you buy a fifty dollar gift card, uh, you get you get a free crawler of beer. If you buy a hundred dollar gift card, you get uh, three crawlers of beer. And basically, what that means is you get fifteen dollars up to fifteen dollars off of your fifty dollars or forty five dollars on your hundred dollar purchase. So you're almost getting a half price gift card if you're already going to buy some beer anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, no, that's a uh, shoot. I'm going down. I'm going down there for uh, some pro Christmas tips. coming up. Yeah, I'm going down there. That's good. Some pro tips, but uh, yeah, we got so I got so many things going on in so many different uh, places, but uh, they're all really good. I don't, I'll say the last thing. I don't know if you have ever been to the library, but that's really near my home, and uh, yeah. we got 41 beers on tap and 35 seats, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and we have do some really great beer and it's a really good time there too but amazing uh, amazing brunch check us there, out wherever you want yeah yeah, yeah great yeah. brunch I'm, I'm not gonna lie uh, library the brunch there uh kate you, the you ever had the library latte uh, i haven't yeah that's got like a, a friedrich's cold brew coffee rum oh. chata and a whole bunch of other things All right. apparently oh. it's just a huge huge seller and uh people love that and you get a pouch of that uh mm. uh anytime but Definitely goes well on the weekends with your brunch. All right, sounds good. My wife is gonna be; she's a brunch girl, so she's gonna love that stuff. But uh, she she loves the dark beer too. So I mean, she she loves the stouts and the porter. So um, it, you know, it's one of those things. It must it must run in the blood because all her brothers loved it. They I guess they kind of love me because they're like, man, all the time, I was drinking craft beer all the time. So it is what it is. But uh, but but like Bruno said, you know what? Um, shop local and if you you're not anybody listening to this whether you're from out of state anywhere else uh come to central iowa it's it's i agree with you we are underrated in regards to the craft beer uh underrated in regards to food and everything and then like i said my in-laws come and visit us all the time they're from denver big city area i I used to live in california in in, you know the norcal area i'm telling you iowa craft beer and food uh, scene very underrated because once people come they are addicted um yeah and it's just not so overrun like it is not in california you know a thousand breweries in california we only have 120 here right yeah 
Uh, I think I think we're yeah we're we're sort of like Austin used to be, although we'll never be where Austin is today. But you know, but it was a hidden thing, and everyone all of a sudden it's like, wow, this place is so cool. And then yeah. you know, anyone that ever comes, they they're like, I wish I didn't have to go there. But then when they get the, here, they're like, exactly. this place is great. Yep. And then you know, and people don't want to leave because it's so good. You know, yep. so. It's, and it's, I'm fine with it being a little bit of a secret. And I'm also, I love <laughs> to have people uh, see what they think when they get here. I love, I love showing off. I'm a, I'm a Iowa native. I love showing off Iowa to people, yep. surprising them with what we got. You know, I mean, the trout fishing up in Northern Northeast Iowa. I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable. I'm not a big, like I say, I'm not a big fisherman, but that kind of thing just blows you away. When I, I have friends, uh, that I've gone up there and you see the fish, the hatcheries and the, the stuff they have up there and the people that go up mm-hmm. and then you can go to TG yeah, or pulpit rock or Shara's. I don't know if you've ever heard of Shara's It's a, it's a Algerian American restaurant that has great beer. It's in uh mm-hmm. it's in El Cater, Iowa. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's so many things in this state that'll blow your mind away yeah. that it, it's so great. I love it. And, and, uh, and and all the things I love the most are the things that are just small, local, and, and here for Iowa it's only. I agree. Not for Iowa only, no. but well, uh, yeah. When you come here, you can indulge once you get here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I agree. Uh, what we'll do is um, all the things that you mentioned, we'll put in the show notes and everything. Uh, I, you know, I highly recommend anybody reach out to us because uh, all the places that bruno is is a part of i i indulge in and my wife indulges in so um it, they are great places to eat drink and just socialize it, it's i love it so um other than that man man thank you so much bruno i mean the knowledge you dropped on us i hope i hope we get an opportunity to get you back on whenever you i know you're a busy busy man but um i want to learn even more about like the process of the beer and all that stuff when we get an opportunity because uh, i know a, a lot of people are asking um you know how to how does it work when it comes to brewing all that stuff but i, I go that's a whole I'm, nother i'm totally <laughs> available I've, I've i like like i said recently i'm i'm, I'm kind of open to the idea of sharpening my knives uh nice and and, and boning <laughs> up on the material i'm a well i'm reading a i'm reading a book uh wood whiskey and wine but it's basically yeah. the story of uh story of barrels hmm. i'm just addicted to learning about uh, about everything that you know, that has to do with the whiskey and beer industry. So I'm, I'm nice. uh, constantly learning new things and, and, and would love to talk about them. So. Awesome. So next time we got, we're jotting that down, kid. We're going to talk about whiskey. We're going to, we're going to talk about fishing a little bit. Cause you know, he, he's taking all these trips with Ross. So he's, he's going to get a little bit better at fishing and we got to take him out. We got to take him out fishing. Do a little well, urban fishing. Exactly. We got to do I, that. I didn't even it. know you could do it in fish ponds here in, uh, in Des Moines. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, yep. all about yep. that. There you go. So we'll we'll do that, and then, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll we'll definitely put everything on the show notes, and you know, come to Iowa, man. You gotta try some of this beer, and you know what? I'm not gonna lie, this is a, a badass beer, Bruno. So I appreciate awesome. It. Well, thank you so much. Thank you guys. All right, thank you. Thank you.